You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to the Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. We'd love to hear from you here on the Retirement Solution Podcast. You can always drop us an email with any questions for John at retirementsolutionradio.com. And here we are, new year, new decade too. And today we're going to lead our listeners through what we're calling our 90-day challenge and actually give you some steps today to take if you're ready to get started on some of your resolutions. Because uh, John, we talked a lot over the holidays. You started your resolutions a little bit early doing a detox over the holidays and you stuck to it. I'm proud of you. It's challenging. It is Uh challenging, but that's kind of the whole point. The idea is if you want to do something different in your life, if you want something better, you can't keep doing the same things you always consistently do. So I actually detoxed a little bit over the holidays and believe it or not, guys, now we're starting off 2020 and I don't have to start with a, a blank slate. We've already got some momentum going into making this year the best one ever. That's right. We are going to make retirement great again in 2020. And that's really part of why I'm doing all this stuff. Yeah. I wanted to detox my life. I want to retox my spiritual life. And really, I just want to make sure that we can teach as many people as we can how we can uh, solve this retirement conundrum, Mm -hmm. if you will. Ooh. It is a conundrum. It is. Big word right there. It's only going to get more challenging over this next decade, John, for a lot of retirement savers. So today we're going to take you through the steps of a financial detox and help you get started on some of these steps. And with the market performing the way it has lately, this may be the best time to do a detox. Looking back over this last year, John, one of the milestones that we celebrated was the 10th anniversary of this current bull market. And that's certainly been really nice for our retirement accounts. But Morningstar's Christine Benn says some investors forget that this market will eventually go down again. It's probably just prudent when you're thinking about the next 10 years to be mindful that market returns might not be that great. You definitely don't want to extrapolate from the past 10 years for the next 10 because Mm -hmm. we rarely see things work out that way. I think this new year, the new decade is going to be a chance to reboot and reset our expectations. So how do we accomplish that, though, John? Yeah, I think Christine made a really good point there. And I think that that actually kind of goes counterintuitive to what many people are feeling right now. Even if people out there are feeling a little ominous about what may happen with the markets, I think the biggest thing that she said was, listen, the last 10 years, because remember, 10 years ago was 2009, Right. At the end of 2019, right? So 2008 has fallen off those 10-year numbers. Huh. So when you're looking at your 401k options or you're looking at your IRA, or if you've been with your financial advisor for less than 10 years, there's a great chance that everything only looks hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. I mean, those numbers are psycho good. Uh, the problem is, is that when you look throughout all of American history, all the way back to 1871, by the way, we, we do this in the courses I teach at UofL. When you go all the way back to 1871, when we have a period of time like we've had in the last 10 years, it's very unfortunate, but true. The next 10 years are often not nearly as attractive. Now, that does not mean the market falls apart. It doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't even mean that there's a major downturn. But when you have 10 years like we've had where the market only seems to go nothing but up, 
the next 10 years often we're just paying basically we front loaded the 20 year period if you huh. will <laughs> and so all the gains happen in the front year this may be a period jennifer if you want to correlate it to 1971 to 1982 where the market was up and down and up and down nothing was a major loss but in that period of time it only averaged about 1.6 percent hmm. which isn't so good wow. now especially when you look at the 70s does anyone remember jimmy carter as president <laughs> yeah. Does yeah, anyone remember so. potentially waiting in lines to get gasoline? Yeah. Anyone remember a concept called stagflation? Yeah. So even though the market was up and down, see, inflation in that period of time was more like seven or eight or nine percent. That's why CDs were paying nine, 10, 11, 12. So what we're looking at and what Christine's saying is, hey, the, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to disagree only a hair. I don't think the market has to go down. Okay. What happens, though, if it just doesn't go up for the next decade? See, right. how many of us are going to be in deep trouble if we're relying to retire and we want to spend four or five or three and a half percent a year of our money, but it's not growing and maybe even going down a little bit and not including inflation? See, that could be an issue. So I think one of the things we're going to have to look at here is we really are going to have to detox our plan if we have one. And this is one of those tough things. So, Jennifer, think about it. It may be in the past you've had a car that was just so wonderful. It did everything right. Mm -hmm. But now that car is 10 years old and it's never had a single problem. Um, it's paid off. Everything seems fine. The question is, how do you feel like that car is going to do for the next 10 years? Because it will be going in to its 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th year of service all the way to 20 years. Do we think it makes sense? And think about it personally, Jennifer, does it make sense to think that the next 10 years for that car is going to be the same as the first 10 years? Nope, not at all. No, you're going to have some problems. You know you're going to have some bumps in the road, some flat tires it, along the way. Yeah, flat yes. tires. Maybe you got to <laughs> replace the shocks. Yep. Maybe the sunroof, the electric sunroof finally goes wrong. And even though it seems like it's a very insignificant thing, if you've never had your sunroof uh, fixed, guys, I have. <laughs> in my car, it's about 1800 bucks. And this is a Toyota Sienna minivan. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about some Maserati like some of those other jack legs drive. I'm talking about a Toyota Sienna minivan. And it's not even that old. $1,800. And so as we go into this next decade, what's going to happen if that stuff doesn't do as well? But what if it costs us? And so if you want to put this on the idea of, of our finances, what happens if they lose some money? How are we going to respond to that? Will we be the same happy uh, person? if it keeps going down. And I hear this guys all the time and, and you guys are the ones that tell me this. That's why I'm talking about this. And you know who you are. Well, John, I don't want to sell that Ford stock or that GE stock or that UPS stock because it's been good to me. I hear this all the time. Now, I don't hear as many GE folks saying it's been good to me anymore. But the point is, is that we have a decision every single day of our lives. Do we want a lot more of the stuff that happened to us in the past or we want to make a conscious decision about what we want to happen going forward? Because my thing is, is that 10 years, the last 10 years have been good. They may not be as good over the next 10. Do we want the same amount of risk? And that's the big word right there. Do we want the same amount of risk? If you don't know how much you could lose, you're already losing the battle because you can't make an informed decision. Whether you call us to do it and we're happy to do this. Or you take a class through U of L that we teach where you can learn the stuff on your own, or you find another fiduciary only fee based advisor to help you out. You want to know what the worst case scenario is with your current situation. Why? So that you know your MDD, your maximum drawdown. 
If you find out your maximum drawdown, even though your current portfolio has been good to you, you've averaged 9.9%, you're kicking the can straight through the wall. But if you know that your maximum drawdown from here is 46%, might you change your mind? Maybe you would. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And it's not about changing your investments. It's simply knowing what we're up against. And here's what I call this. Beginning of the year, financial detox. Get rid of those things in your current portfolio that could potentially be long-term poison to the system. Really consider, hey, is it worth it to have that Woodford double oaked barrel aged bourbon <laughs> or should maybe I just do the uh, the ocean cocktail, aka water, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and just watch my friends uh, and, and me- let my liver feel better. We all, but we need to know what the maximum downturn is to fill that out. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Drop us an email with yours at retirementsolutionradio.com. Helping you do some goal setting and hopefully some goal completion too for 2020. Ooh. That's the goal today here on the Retirement Solution. And we know a lot of you are in kind of that goal setting mode this time of year. Actually, John, you decided to do this diet detox around yeah. the holidays. <laughs> I'm telling you, you yeah. are crazy, crazy, but it's working. And yeah. you say you're more focused. You've been actually able to complete some things in a short amount of time. I mean, it's done you actually a lot of good. You know, it's amazing. I look at uh, the past year of my life before I started this detox and what I realized was so many of my things are wonderful. I have abundance. I have love. I have joy. I have beautiful little girls. I have a great life. Um, and and my, I want my clients to all experience that too. The one thing though that has been failing me this year, frankly, has been my health. You know, uh-huh. and I've got two little girls and I, I started thinking about this in two things. Number one, I want to be a good role model and I've gained, uh, I want to say I'm about 20 pounds in the last uh, little longer than a year. And, and it was catching up, wasn't feeling as good. Mm-hmm. And I realized this is going to be a problem for me long term. I need to nip this in the bud and it's not going to be fun. I know I need to do it. I will be substantially better off because I remember I can think back, Jennifer, to about a year and a half ago where I had gone on my first real major detox. It was on uh, my 40th birthday several years ago and I was at a doctor's office. I was just sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Hmm. I really was. Mm -hmm. And I was there uh, several years ago and I ended up losing almost 42 pounds in a four month period of time. Wow. Because I committed to it. I put my mind to it. I didn't just start the goal. I completed it Uh and I killed it. But the problem is, is, you know, life happens. You know, if you don't reinforce those good habits, you know, you have an extra bourbon on the weekends or maybe a couple, you know, hey, you know, I, 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 you know, I've lost all this weight. Maybe I can have a blooming onion next time I go down to the outback. And then you look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, you, you have a little bit of denial, but you realize, okay. So all those good things I did and all those things that happened, eh, maybe they've gone back. So this year I realized there is no better time than the present. What I set out to accomplish years ago, I completed, but I wasn't done yet. I needed to complete the task for real. I really need to make sure. And this time around, I am putting those linchpins in this situation. I'm going to anchor this one. And to this point, I've lost uh, a little over 11 pounds just since the week before Thanksgiving. And I hear people all the time say, well, I can't do that. It's not the right time of year for that. Or I can't do this or I can't do that because, well, I'm just going to wait till this other period of time. Guys, that's just different versions of procrastination. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to kill us. But the point is, I certainly guarantee you it's not helping you either. So when I went through my detox, what I realized is, is I was not just doing it for me. I was doing it for my spouse. I was doing it for my two little girls. But frankly, 
I, I was a little bit selfish in this. I remember what it felt like to have good, vibrant energy first thing in the morning. I remember what it felt like to go to sleep and get real sleep because I felt good. And who doesn't want that vitality? Right, yeah. The thing of it is though, but the starting it is the hardest freaking part. It was it so is. difficult for me that first day to think, all right, John, no caffeine. <laughs> no that's alcohol, the hardest part. Oh. No red meat for the first five days. Uh, Nothing that's highly fat. You're going to eat majority salads, lean chicken, all the fish, all the shrimp, all the lobster I want, which let's be honest, those are, can be kind of expensive. So I wasn't doing all that. And the point is, is that I did it, committed to it, and I saw results and that has kept me rolling and going. So yeah, it's been painful a little bit, mm -hmm. but Jennifer, I'm already through the pain now. We're just going to keep this freight train rolling. Keep kid. it rolling into 2020. By gosh, and uh, you're being such a great example too for your daughters. You were telling me your youngest is kind of wired this way. She'll start something, yeah. maybe not finish it. So it's a good teaching opportunity too. Yeah. So of my two girls, my oldest, she is awesome. She loves to see things completed, but she doesn't like to start them. My little one who just turned five on Thanksgiving week, she loves to start things, but she's not a finisher. She's not a closer. She doesn't like to get it done in the end. And for me, I want to close it. I want it to be done in the end. I want to know I did this and keep it going that way. So we're working on this so that she can see this. I've told her my goal. I not only started it like she likes to do, but she's going to see me finish it. Uh -huh. I will drop 35 pounds. And you guys out there listen to it. I will drop 35 total pounds from the time I started by February 28th right, of 2020. Yep, right. 2020. Uh, because I, I did better than that last time around. But I'm a little older. There's mm -hmm. a few things that, you know, that you never know. I'm not trying to set a goal that I can't achieve, right. uh, but I'm going to make it a little bit tough on myself because life will be so much better at that point in time. Yeah. Short-term pain, long-term gain. We're going to follow right, the progress right. here on the Retirement Solution heading into the new year. But uh, John, a lot of people kind of feel this way. I think around the holidays, especially you start setting sure. some of those goals and then the new year arrives and you're thinking, okay, it's time to start. That's step number one. But we want to take some steps that are actually completable. We can get Absolutely. them done, you know? So actually I uh, found uh, Tony Robbins has a great detox list for us to sure. help us get started in 2020. And I know this is a guy that you admire. You like a lot of his books and yeah, uh, yeah he's got some really good stuff. So what do you take from his list that we can actually apply to ourselves in this next year? Yeah. So a lot of people look at Tony Robbins as one way or the other. Some people think he's a little salesy. To be honest with you, if you listen to the material, it's really well thought out. He really does a ton of research. It's really pretty good. So I'm going to actually change what he said just a touch okay? because I'm going to let us all relate to this when it comes to retirement. So if you plan on thinking about looking into retirement in 2020 or you're going to retire in 2020, guys, I'm talking specifically to you. I want you to really hear this because I'm going to cater some of the things that Tony said, but make it very pertinent to our lives. So the first thing, if we want to detox our life, get ourselves on the right path, not just to start, but to finish clean. Number one, you're going to want to think about what you're going to need to spend in retirement, which means you got to figure out first how much you're spending now. So you got to create a spending plan. That's I like that better biggest, than budget. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Budget, budget's a dirty word. Yeah, it's it not feels four restrictive, letters. right? Yeah, but people don't like to be on a budget. I don't like to be on a budget. Now, am I? Of course I am. Mm -hmm. Everyone is on a budget. You make what you make, you spend what you spend, and you need what you make to be more than you spend. That basically constitutes a budget. Otherwise, we get a ton of credit card debt. We're up to stress to our ears, and it doesn't work out right. But the main thing to know is how much you might need in retirement. Now, how do we know that? 
Well, we got to figure out how much we're spending today. <laughs> That's the first thing. So create a spending plan. Just pull out your bank statement for the end of the year. And if you get one of those cool little things like I got, it shows you that pie chart. How much do you spend on entertainment? How much do you spend on gasoline? How much do you spend on housing? Things like that. By starting with a spending plan, you're going to be that much closer to retirement. Now, why am I telling you this? Because think about it, guys. If you've already saved enough money where you can live exactly the way you want to in retirement and you don't have to work another day, wouldn't you like to know you could hang it up? Yeah. Dang straight you yeah. would. Whether you choose to do it or not, wouldn't you like to know? Well, it starts with knowing how much you need. Number two, if you don't love going through your finances every single month and make sure your budgeting is right, making sure your taxes are right, making sure your estate plan is right, making sure your assets are doing what they should, making sure the allocation's correct. If you really don't want to do that on your own, you'd rather spend your time drinking a pina colada down <laughs> at Margaritaville in Florida. Hey, I'm with you on that. But so if you're not going to do it, that doesn't mean it doesn't need to be done. You're going to want to find yourself a fiduciary partner. Now, when I say fiduciary, what I'm talking about, now this is getting a lot of lip service over the years. I'm talking about a fee-only investment advisor when it comes to securities that will help you plan out everything you need to succeed in retirement. Hmm. They need to figure out your investment results, your asset allocation, your income plan, your maximum drawdown, understand how your tax situation is going to work so you can beat the government at what they're going to do to us later down the road. You need to understand how your estate plan is going to work, have durable powers of attorney, testamentary trust, pour over wills, and all these other things. They should do all of that for less often than the cost of owning a retail-based mutual fund. Hmm. Like what? Well, like American funds, for example, or like a lot of other mutual funds that are out there that are expensive. You should be able to get all that for less than often the cost of a retail-based mutual fund. But that's what you want. If you don't want to do it on your own, and by the way, you can. Every one of you can do this on your own. You don't have to pay someone to do it. But it does take work. It does take time and you have to be consistent. But just like Tony says, if you don't want to do it on your own, don't just settle for what you got. Right. Hire the best at what you need. Another thing to start off the year to help us out, this would be basically number three, you need to get rid of those crappy mutual funds. <laughs> I mean, you do. And I'm not the only one saying this. I even heard more recently that Ken Fisher uh, is out there, or has been. We don't see him as much anymore. Weird he made how a couple that happened, boo-boos. Yeah. yeah, he made a couple boo-boos mm-hmm. in, in his talk recently, but he was saying there for a while, listen, if you have more than $500,000 saved and you own money in mutual funds, you're being nickeled and dimed. You should raise your standard. You should raise the bar. I 100% agree with Mr. Fisher on that. If you've accumulated more than $500,000 and you are owning mostly mutual funds, you're actually going to die the death of a thousand cuts from fees, penalties, taxation, tax inefficiency, and things like that. You deserve to look at what the next phase is, which is typically exchange-traded funds, very super low-cost things that are often a fifth to a ninth of the cost of standard mutual funds. Wow. You will save yourself so much money by looking at those designs. You can make your own decision. You don't have to change anything. But if you can save that much money, that's often negates the cost of most advisors, which is pretty impressive. Huge, so yeah. I, I agree with, with Tony Robbins on that. Yeah. And I'm, this is the last one I'm going to talk about for this detox period. Make sure you understand your risk tolerance. Most people in 2007 said, hey, everything's good. I'm good to go. And when 2008 happened and they lost 30, 35, 40, 45, 50% of their money, then they realized 
that was a dumb idea. <laughs> Maybe I should have had a little bit more reflection on what I would really like to risk in the situation. Because guys, we're 10 years deep into a bull market. Do I think it's going to go down next year? To be honest with you, I don't. I think that Trump's going to keep the market up. Having said that, are there smart things that we can do to ensure that we lock in those gains and we don't ever have to have those 2008 losses again? Darn straight. And it's not product specific. There are dozens of ways we can all do that. It depends on what you need and what your temperaments are. But the people that will fail in retirement, if you're within one to five years from retirement and you don't know exactly how much you could lose, your maximum drawdown, I hate to tell you this, guys, you will probably fail. I don't want you to. You don't have to work with me to win. You just have to listen to some things I'm telling you. You're going to need to do some research and actually do this the correct way. But if you lose more than you're capable of now, you're going to make very poor choices. And I don't want us to do that because yeah. if we lose too much money, the government will be forced to bail us out and then we're all going to pay 50% to 60% tax rates and we'll become a socialist society. And I don't want that because we can do better than that. So those are the big things that Tony talks about in detoxing. I think those are exceptional points that we can all live, but not just for what he says, but specifically for retirement. Seeking out the retirement solution that works for you? Seek us out online at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.